It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. I walked into the house and I started correcting and directing everyone, you, the kids, the whole lot. And within about 14 seconds, everything had gone to hell like it was just horrendous wasn't it it was awful and now here's the stars of our show my mum and dad so kylie lately our figures show that we have a lot of new listeners to the happy families podcast yay heaps of new listeners so thank you very much everyone who's listening uh, who's brand new we're so grateful to have you along if you're willing we would love for you to jump onto whatever app you're listening on and leave us a five-star rating and review those ratings and reviews help other people to find out about the podcast had a chat with the podcast people who sort of look after all the back end for us kylie the, the other day they gave us some news we have just hit four million downloads for the year 4 million downloads for the year, and we're on track, if everything goes right, for about 5 million by the end of the year. Wow. 5 million downloads. So, Just to think, when I came on a few years ago, you were lucky to be getting 800 downloads a month. You claim it, baby. You just claim it. <laughs> Five million. Anyway, uh, now, now the reason that I wanted to mention, well, at least the fact that we've got a whole lot of new listeners is because every Friday, if you're new here, what we do is it's, it's almost like show and tell. It's kind of like news. We call it I'll Do Better Tomorrow. And the idea behind our Friday podcast is we pull back the curtain and show you what's happening <laughs> in our family, the wins and the losses, the um, nailed it and the failed it, the stuff that worked and the stuff that didn't, because we think that as we're intentional about what we're doing in our family – we can help you to be more intentional in what's happening in yours. So, Kylie, let's hear it from you. Did you kick a goal this week or did the bottom drop out? No, I pulled it together this week. Look at you go. After a couple of wayward weeks with homeschooling and just feeling like we'd hit rock bottom and I wasn't sure if we could keep moving forward, I was reminded of the need for intention and routine. And so I pulled those back out of my little toolkit So on Sunday, I sat down with my diary and I started to look at what the big rocks were for the week, what things needed to go in. And I recognized that with my things, so my exercise and stuff, I actually need to be a little bit flexible because every day looks so different. But I actually put into the schedule the times that looked like they would work best. So I actually had a bit of a blueprint to work with. Um, And then I mapped out the activities that I wanted to do with the kids throughout the week. So I can tell you now that pretty much every activity I put down, we did not do. (laughs) But because I had been intentional about acknowledging that we needed to do something each day, there was rainy weather, there was windy weather. It changed the dynamics of what we could and couldn't do. And so I just had to think on my feet a bit more. But because that intention was already set, it made for a really, really good week. I had one day where Miss 13 was just in bed all day. And normally I'd kind of just let the day disappear. But I thought, you know what? She's old enough. She can stay home. I'm going to take Miss Nine out and we're actually going to spend some time together. So I took her to the Botanic Gardens and we just sat under a tree. We took the picnic blanket and I took a, a board game that has been sitting in our cupboard. I can't tell you for how long, maybe two years. I, I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say two years. Yeah. <laughs> that we haven't learned to play. And she did such a good job of sitting there patiently as we both tried to work out how to play the game. We read the rules and we worked everything out together. And that's not her personality. It is not her personality. And once we'd played it once, I said, would you like to read your book now? And she said, no, 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 let's play it again. She really, really enjoyed it. But at the end of that time together, I said to her, what do you love about homeschooling? And she said, I love that I get to spend more time with you. And I said, 
I said, I really love spending time with you too. I said, what are you missing? And you know what she said? She absolutely blew my socks off. She said, I miss real learning. Four weeks at home, just being able to kind of just do her own thing and explore the world as she knows it. And she misses real learning. She said, I miss doing maths and English and science and health and PE. And then she looked at me and she said, "Mm, not the health part. I just (laughs) miss the the PE. (laughs) And I looked at her and I said, this is awesome. Because when we first started this process in my head, I was like, we're going to do a project together and we're going to learn together. And I was so excited about everything. And it did not work out like that. But we're four weeks in and this kid has told me she is missing learning. So I looked at her. We've been reading a gardening book. And I said, I think I think it's time for a worm farm. And she looked at me and she, like her whole face lit up. So we got online. She found the worm farm. She found the worms. We brought a thousand worms. What are we going to do with a thousand worms? <laughs> we stuck them in the worm cafe. It's called a worm cafe. <laughs> right. And we've le- we're learning all about recycling and composting. And she's just in heaven. Mm. It was so cool. I think the thing that stands out to me the most, though, is that I've just given them breathing space to recover from everything that's been going on in their world for a little while now and just allowed them to come to their own conclusions and their own desires are coming forth. And as a result, Emily's ready. She's ready to learn and she wants to learn. Not so much her big sister. Well, we've still got a little bit of way to go. Uh, For those of you who are new here, by the way, uh, in the last four or five weeks, we've decided to homeschool our two youngest kids. Uh, So we're doing this little live experiment that we're letting you in on. What's your experience that you want to share today? Okay, my I'll do better tomorrow. I'm going to be a bit sneaky. Two are going in. And the, the reason two are going in is because I, I had a really, really great experience that I wanted to share. But in the interest of transparency and honesty and authenticity, I don't feel like I can share the great experience without highlighting that I get stuff wrong a fair bit. And I just blew it. So I'm going to start with my terrible story. And then I'm going to share my amazing story because I just nailed it. So I wasn't having the greatest day on this particular day. Um, I had just paid a great big tax bill that didn't make me feel good because nobody likes paying taxes. Like, like, I know I know that they help us to make our country function, but anyway, I was feeling cranky, but I'd also been working really, really hard all day and had missed some food. And I came in a little bit after what lunchtime should have been. And I, I don't know. I mean, the kids weren't doing what I thought they should have been doing. And I was hungry and cranky and I just started bossing everyone around. I mean, I have this conversation with people when I run my workshops about how we can view our relationship with our kids like a bucket. And in that bucket, we either want water, which is connection, or we have air, which is correction and direction. And nobody wants to carry around an empty bucket. Like who wants to carry around a bucket full of air? You want to carry around a bucket that's got water in it. The water is why you have a bucket. So if we've got a relationship that's all correction and direction, that's all air, we're just carrying around an empty bucket. And I walked into the house and I started correcting and directing everyone, you, the kids, the whole lot. And within about 14 seconds, everything had gone <laughs> gone to hell. Like it was just horrendous, wasn't it? It was awful. And you got cranky at me and rightly so. And then I said some things that I shouldn't have said. And I just, I mean, I want to, I want to share that because it just highlights when we, when we enter a room and when we see things going on that aren't what our expectations are, we can be soft and gentle and compassionate and kind and understanding, or we can blow up. And when we blow up, we make a big mess. And that's what I did. And it was horrible. And it was just, it was such a great reminder. I can't remember the last time we've had an incident like that. It's been a long time. 
and it felt awful and it was just that kick in the pants that I needed. And then you made sure that that kick in the pants remained because um, I don't think you talked to me for a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> like it lasted, it lasted a while. Anyway, uh, so – just a reminder, let's be soft, let's be gentle, let's recognize that if we're not doing well, it's probably not the right time to step into correction and direction mode. We need to have connection before we start pointing out places that people can improve and we need to work on ourselves more than other people. My great story though, just briefly, is that we got a phone call on Saturday from our 13-year-old daughter, Lily. She jumped on, we've got one of those electric scooters, uh, one of those, what do they call them? The Segway scooters. We've had it for, what, four or five years now? And she had jumped on the scooter and scooted down to Sunshine Plaza so she could hang out with some friends. She called you in tears. Now, I'm not quite sure why you handed me the phone. Because she needed to hear from you that it was okay. What had happened is that in spite of the fact that she had locked up the scooter, somebody had busted through the lock and stolen the scooter. She was devastated. I mean, she was sobbing down the phone. And I remember hearing the tears and hearing the anguish in her voice and thinking, I've really got to be at my best right now. My 13-year-old daughter needs me to get this right. And as she cried and told me what had happened, I said to her, Lily, people matter, things don't. And then I said to her, do you want to walk home or do you want me to come and get you? Do you want some time in the open air to just breathe and think? Or do you want me to come and pick you up in the car? And so I went, I went and collected her and I gave her a big hug. And I just let her know that we would talk about it later. But for now, we didn't need to talk about it at all. She just needed to know that I'm glad she's okay. She showed me where they bent the bar that she was tied up to. Like she, they, they had really properly stolen this thing. It's not like she left it unlocked. And, um, and, and I said, so we'll, we'll have a little tutorial to make sure that we are locking it up well because she's going to ride her bike down. We don't want the bike to get stolen. So let's make sure that we're locking things up properly. But you're not in trouble. I'm not going to blame you for somebody else's bad behavior. You haven't done the wrong thing here. And people matter, things don't. I'm much more concerned about you than I am the scooter. And Kylie, I don't know about you, but I just felt like that was pretty close to perfect parenting. (laughs) Felt like I got it right. In light of the conversation that we had just yesterday about finances and how as we get closer to Christmas Christmas time, it really kind of just strikes me that so often when our kids find themselves in situations like this or even when they've done the wrong thing, our first reaction is the money. Mm. We've lost that money or, oh my gosh, we're never going to be able to afford to get another one of those scooters again or whatever it is. And yet in that moment, being able to remember that just like you said so beautifully, people matter, not things. So that's our Older Better Tomorrow. We hope that it's inspired better parenting for you this weekend. Have a great weekend with your family. The Happy Families podcast is produced by Justin Rowan from Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. And for more info about making your family happier, please visit us at happyfamilies.com.au or check out our Facebook page, Dr. Justin Coulson's Happy Families. Oh, hey, we're on Instagram and we're on TikTok as well. Listener.